Hello, everyone. This is Steve Baker, the Pragmatic Constitutionalist. I am in uh, Tampa, Florida today. I'm actually here at my um, uh, daughter's lovely abode here in Tampa. And tonight uh, I am going to be at King Corona Cigars and Cafe for the very first uh, TPC road trip uh, meetup. Mm-hmm. Scott, yeah, and you're uh, in Tulsa as usual, right? You're just hanging I out am. there for a while. I am. You're going to eventually join me out here somewhere, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll. I'll uh, I don't know if I'm going to come down to Texas. Um, definitely be Oklahoma City, and, uh, Tulsa, and maybe Kansas City. So, just you I know, think, I think you should. Come, I think you should at least make the effort to drive down to Joshua, Texas. I just like saying Joshua, Texas. Joshua, Texas. That's yeah. pretty pretty legit. Uh, event that's being set up there, right? Why don't you t- yeah. tell us a little bit about that? I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm excited about all of them, uh, to be honest, because I'm just excited to see everybody and, and put, uh, you know, faces and voices to names that I have been encountering all these mm-hmm. years uh, through through the Facebook page and now the blogs and everything else that we're doing. But um, that particular event is we're, we're making it kind of a, it's like a civil disobedience speakeasy <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere, uh, um, you know, kind of, kind of thing. Uh, and it's a private event facility that's not even really open yet. Uh, and Oh, okay. Yeah. So this so, is like a soft opening almost. Yeah. But the, the picture, if you go look at the picture on the announcement on the event page, um, it's, it's a really cool play. I mean, it's like really, really, really well done up and, um, quite spacious and, uh, they're doing, you know, they're, they're, they're catering it for us for an incredibly nominal fee. I mean, they're only charging, um, if you want to eat, so you can come for free if you want to, but if you're going to eat, you get, you know, two meats and three sides, barbecue, um, Texas style. And, uh, for only 15 bucks. And that's, of course, none of that's coming to TPC or myself or you or anybody else. That, that's, that's just a good, take care that's of that. a good deal. That's actually really reasonable in barbecue. It's, ridic- it's ridiculous. Um, and uh, it is a BYOB event because it is, he's not open yet. He doesn't even have an alcohol license yet. So it's a, it's a private event. So bring your own bottle, bring enough to share, um, eat if you want to, you can prepay, just go to the event page and you can uh, prepay for the, the uh, $15 there. And, you know, and, and I, I understand that it's a little bit, outside of the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area. It's about 25 minutes south of Fort Worth. And uh, that's from the center of South Worth, uh, Fort Worth. But uh, the reality is, is we got to get away from the COVID cops and, and not not have to worry about, you know, who's, who's uh, poking their nose in our business and what we're doing. And then we also are not competing against anything this uh you know, this particular holiday season, we're competing against very little anyway. Um, most of the big corporate uh, holiday events are canceled or scaled down and that sort of thing. And so this is on a Thursday night, uh, December 10th next week, and just really excited about all of them, as I said, but that one's going to be particularly fun. So, um, you know, whether you're coming from Dallas or Arlington, Fort Worth, uh, Plano, wherever in the in the metro area get your butt in a car and drive to the event it's going to be worth it and uh i'm going to be at all the events i'm going to be covering uh, a few minutes of you know commentary on uh current events things that are happening that day today and you know and then obviously uh what's been going on with the election and commie virus 2020 and then additionally uh, i want to really get into the purpose of this this road trip, which has been 
more or less stimulated by a the the, the financial devastation that people have been um, uh, subjected to by the lockdowns. B the uh, the fact now that we are in increasingly ever intensifying on a daily basis cancel and deplatforming um, cultures by you know the MSM and by our social media accounts and so um, which brings me to the, the the final thing that I'm really going to be covering and my purpose is to talk about more um, and better ways for us to network, stay in touch with one another, get the information out to one another that we're going to need to, because we just don't know where this is headed. We don't know how far and, yeah. and deep these guys are going to go down. Cause so look, we're all jumping over to parlor. Now we're all jumping over to me. We not leaving Facebook. I keep saying that I'm not leaving. They're leaving me. You know, it's like Reagan <laughs> said about the Democrats. He goes, I, you know, he said, I yeah, uh, didn't leave the Democrats. The Democrats left me. Well, guess what? You know, um, I, I'm not leaving Facebook, but Facebook has left me. And I, I never have ever seen numbers like these numbers. These numbers that we're experiencing now with over 35,000 followers are the equivalent to when I had, um, 300 followers back in, you know, 2010, 10. Yeah. It's it, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, I, I can, I can hit a post now and come back and look at the reach in four to five hours later, anywhere from 70 to 200 people have even seen it out of 35,000. The amount of throttling and well, I guess the, the, the opposite way to look at this, Steve, is that uh, you're, you're keeping people employed at Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. They're developers and the algorithms and the throttling that takes place. It's a lot of effort that takes place. <laughs> to, to yeah. And here's, here's the thing, Scott, is that all of this was pre-planned. I mean, as we talked about on the last podcast, the New York Times uh, came out last week with a, you know, uh, to me, it was a it was mind boggling that the New York Times covered this, but it was also one of those rare moments of you know of actual journalism on their part where they they covered the fact that this was prepared, this was pre planned, yeah. this was an initiative that was designed for the express purpose of how Facebook was going to handle post election. Um, uh, what's the, what's the term they used? It, if there was a contested election, then this is how they were going to handle it. And yeah. what they did is they took, they took the, the knob and turned their throttling knob, you know, up to 11 is exactly what they did. And then suddenly all, everything was, was just being, um, things that were, they're not, well, let's just, let's, let's just not call it fact checking anymore. They're opinion checking now. And, and the, the, the thing that really caused them to slam the hammer down on me and the thing that we've been appealing and I've been appealing almost on a daily basis for three weeks now, almost four weeks now, the thing that I've been appealing on a daily basis is that, um, uh, that Danish mask study. And we've talked about this yeah, before. I know yeah. science, I, I, science, well, actual I, science. All right, let's 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 take an actual quote unquote peer reviewed study coming out of Denmark and the spectator that would be the British spectator, uh, not the American spectator magazine. It's, it's like we say the, um, you know, the British open and the Brits say the open. Well, the open, the, that's right. Yeah, the spectator 
covered the Danish mask study. And the fact checkers didn't ding me for what I said about it. They didn't ding my commentary. They actually accused the spectator of saying something the spectator never said in the article. And I got throttled for it. So as a result of that, our numbers are way down. Couldn't happen at a more inopportune time with the, with the road trip going on and our inability to um, uh, boost posts and let people know that we're going to be in that particular community, people that follow the page. So we're, our ad accounts completely deactivated. Let me, let me, let me encourage everyone listening, you know, or the few of you that might be listening um, because of big tech and the throttling that's happening. If you have any social, you're, you're seeing this on social media, any kind of social media account, um, share it, share it with all of your followers, all, all of your friends. Okay. Um, to help break out of the, uh, the throttling algorithm that they have to, to, to put it in front of new streams and have people comment on it. Don't just share it, but then actually write a comment underneath it stating, hey, this is really interesting or this is really sad or, hey, you should go to this event in Joshua, Texas or in Ybor City. You know, do that because that, that helps shift things because they, they create code based on a certain, um, a certain uh, scenario. And if you, if you break outside of that scenario right now and put it in front of your people, and um, you lend your voice, and then somebody comments on that, that's outside of the normal stream, that's predictable. And so um, keep doing that, because we need that. <laughs> we need that right now more than ever. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm, I'm asking them every single day right now, how long is this restriction? I'm okay, so you've slapped a, you know, now it's turned into a triple secret probationary, you know, uh, right, restriction, and they, a won't tell me how long they won't tell me if this is for five days, 10 days, 30 days, forever. Is this a permanent thing? I have no idea. Mm. And, you know, as much as I've heard other much larger um, uh, voices that have been not yet been deplatformed, but have been throttled and uh, had their reaches uh, drastically restricted as well. I'm talking, I'm talking, you know, big ones with millions, you know, like, the blaze or, or um, uh, other types of, um, you know, alternate media voices like that, particularly the ones coming from the, the Liberty uh, side of, you know, the left, white, yeah. left, right um, scenario, but they have been for <coughs> months talking about this and, and they even with their size and the amount of money that they spend on, you know, in, in terms of building their, their enterprises and they spend, you know, they, they spend uh, tens of thousands of dollars a month with Facebook. And whereas I have in 10 years, you know, I've spent a couple of tens of thousands, you know, with Facebook, I probably in 10 years spent with between my bands and, and TPC, I probably spent about $25,000 with them. So I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm out of pocket. I, I have, I have spent money to reach and build and expand that presence. And despite the fact that I've paid in, they now just arbitrarily come in and say, okay, yeah, you paid to get that audience, but we're not even going to let them see it now. Yeah. We're not going to let them see you. In fact, we're not even going to let you even give us more money so that you can break through and see them. Yeah, that's how 
intense this is. Well, I've been hearing about this, you know, for months coming from the bigger players out there. And it finally worked its way, you know, worked its way down to me after the election cycle, because I, I wasn't getting this, this, I mean, but boom, as soon as the election was on, and as soon as Zuckerberg enacted his, you know, his uh, plan, which was developed, uh, you know, basically a year ago, according to the New York Times story, then boom, 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 we were just Throttle, 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 triple, deactivate, boom. And that's, that's where we are. So uh, that's a horse that we, you know, beat to death for the last yeah. couple of I wish it would go away. I wish the horse would go yeah. away. I just, I just think everybody should know about it for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, I, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know who makes these decisions. If it's a Zuckerberg or if it's a committee or if it's, he, he's just, he takes a vote of his, you know, thousands and thousands of employees, but, but it's becoming more stupid every day just to use the platform. I, I don't even know, you know, well, of course, obviously most people aren't admins, but it's becoming so unwieldy on the admin side to even use the platform. All of the improvements, all the updates, everything that they're doing, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And it's beginning to remind me of MySpace. <laughs> just, just say it. And, and then, <laughs> so not only making it more difficult with all of these, let's face it, the thing that attracted everybody to Facebook 10, 11, 12 years ago when there was the mass exodus from MySpace to begin with was that it just did what you wanted it to do. You got to con connect with people. You got to network with people, yeah. friends, your family, your old school chums from 30 years ago, whatever it was. I, I mean, even putting up a band page, it was so easy to promote, you know, concerts and events and things like that. All of that is just, you know, uh, immensely more difficult. And, insanely more time consuming. And now you have to virtually pay for everything that, um, uh, that you want to do to reach people on Facebook. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's becoming more difficult to use, um, by factors of, of a hundred compared to the way it was, uh, 10 years ago, but now they're just running us all off. And now they're just saying, Oh yeah, but now we're not even going to let you do that because we're just not going to let you speak. We're not going to let the people who want to hear from you hear from you or know that you even exist anymore. And I get that every single day. So that's where we are. And so, like I said, we beat that horse to death, but it's important that people know that it's important that, uh, you know, that, uh, today could be our last day there. I mean, I did, I just wrote something, posted it just a few minutes ago and told them if they didn't like it, they could suck my blank, blank, blank. And, and so there's going to come a moment where yeah. they're, going, they're going to default, you know, they're going to say bye to TPC on Facebook. It's going to happen. It could be today. It could be, um, you know, six months from now. So I'm encouraging everyone to go find us on MeWe, find us on Parler, find us, uh, subscribe to our, our, our YouTube channel. We're still on Twitter. Uh, you know, I've never developed Twitter, but I'm finally, since all this is going on, I'm finally trying to do something on there every day. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not excited about Twitter any more than I am about Facebook right now, but, uh, um, find us at our new, uh, locations. Um, and then, uh, by all means subscribe to our newsletter, go to the pragmatic constitutionals.com, subscribe to the newsletter and be sure that, um, 
uh, you're able to get that direct link to us. And then what I'm going to be talking about here, uh, beginning tonight and in, in Tampa and then on the road, as we, you know, go from, um, from here to Louisiana, to Texas, to Oklahoma, to Kansas City, to Minneapolis, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Indiana, Ohio, Tennessee, and back uh, to North Carolina. So what we're going to be talking about on this run is how better to, um, to network and, and stay in touch with one another. Because even though we're on Parlor and MeWe and, and these new, more um, uh, liberty-friendly um, platforms, there is no guarantee that the people that host those platforms are not going to one day turn that switch either because somebody has control of that switch as well. Just like somebody has control of our switch on the pragmatic constitutionalist.com. And we know who has control of that switch and we're a little bit afraid of them right now. Yeah. And it extends across different platforms, different forms of technology. Um, You know, again, it's, it's reminiscent of Orwell. Yeah, it is. We're, we're going to, we're going to have to find better, more, uh, uh, connective ways that are not as reliant upon the technology that we become, you know, imminently reliant upon. Uh, uh, I mean, it's our, it's our lifeblood. My, you know, I, 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 I'm a live music performer and have been for 40 years, but I can't even get people to show up at the room now without technology. They, they've got to know you're there, right? Well, where do they go? They're not subscribing to newspapers anymore. So they're yeah, not, getting, no. you know, they're not getting, they're not getting paper editions of their um, entertainment guide stuff into the middle of their Sunday edition of their newspaper where, as we did 30, 40 years ago, we, that's where we went to see and find out who was coming to town, who was going to be at the Coliseum, who was going to be at the, the theater, who was going to be in the, uh, the downtown dive bar rock club. That's where we look for that information. Well, nobody does that anymore. They go online to get that. And, um, and if we're being booted offline, we're going to have to find a better way uh, to find one another and to stay in touch and to uh, support and motivate and to alarm when, you know, when the alarm bells need to be rang, uh, somebody's got to be Paul Revere out there and let them know. Yeah. And I was just thinking who, like, what does that look like now in today's, I mean, do you have to get on a horse? (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm on my horse right now. You know, it's a Hyundai, but it's, uh, you know, (laughs) and it eats, it it eats unleaded gasoline, but I'm on the horse right now. So that's what we're doing out on the road. And when we finish this run, I'm going to, retrench for a few days, uh, back in Raleigh. And then I think we're going to head to the Northeast. Although, you know, it's kind of silly going North during the middle of the winter, isn't it? Yeah. And also, um, you know, that's when that's, this is when cold season actually cranks up as well. So you're going to the most densely populated at the worst time. Um, yeah. Maybe you should look out West. Maybe I don't care. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll go I'm West. concerned about your health for the flu, not COVID. Right. Right. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll make that decision here. Um, pretty, pretty soon, uh, probably as this, uh, tour develops and we're able to, to, uh, better analyze, you know, what we're doing, what we're doing, right. How we're getting to people, how we're not getting to people and, uh, what the response is, that sort of thing. And then we'll make the decision about, uh, where to go next. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't mind getting on the horse and heading all the way out. That's my, uh, it's my thing. I've never mind. I've never had a problem living out of a suitcase. So 
No, I neither have I. And I, I come back yeah. honestly too. So <laughs> we, we, we both come at it from the same direction. <laughs> so, um, uh, with, with that in mind, uh, I'll, uh, I'll just comment on a couple of things on my journey down here to Tampa. I, I actually, I'm a little bit blurry eyed. Uh, my daughter and I have been staying up every single night, uh, late. Uh, I got here on Friday night about 1 AM and we sat up till about 4 AM, uh, chatting and, and we've made a habit of that for the last three or four nights since then doing exactly the same thing, staying up all night. And, and uh, it, it's, it's great. Uh, you know, she's not just my daughter. She's one of my best friends in the world and closest confidants. And, um, we've been doing this with one another ever since she was, uh, you know, in middle school and writing papers and, and, you know, I'd stay up all night and help her write. And then in, as she got into high school and the papers become longer uh, and she was in the, you know, IV program and they became more intense, then we would stay up till literally six, seven o'clock in the morning. She'd go get in the shower and go to school, finishing up you know, these long thesis papers. And, and then uh, even when she was at uh, UNC Chapel Hill there in the People's Republic of, uh, uh, of Chapel Hill, uh, I continued to help her through that process until one day I'll remember, you know, I don't remember whether she was in her third or fourth year of college. I just looked at her one day and said, Stormy, you don't need me anymore. <laughs> this is this, you, you're there, you know, you've, I don't have anything to give you at this point, except, wow, <laughs> you know, good job. Mm. So, um, uh, so it's awesome now to be able to be on that wavelength with your own, you know, uh, your own kid and and then have that relationship to be able to stay up and talk about these things. And we're very much aligned. Even, even when she was at UNC Chapel Hill, she was the, she was a member of the uh, young adults uh, for Liberty, the YAL um, chapter there at, at uh, Chapel Hill and uh, eventually became the president of uh, that particular chapter at uh, UNC. So um, yeah. So Rob, we have, Rob, we have, yeah, I am. We have a lot to talk about and uh, we don't mind spending all night together. Um, sitting up and chatting and, and such as that. But on the, on the way down here, you know, I was, it was a little bit surprising because I had been down here um, in this area for a wedding about a month and a half ago. And, and so I, you know, I knew that um, Florida had basically reopened for the most part. And, and of course, uh, South Carolina had always been much more open than North Carolina had been throughout most of um, uh, the entire, you know, COVID uh, uh, process since, you know, March. And when I hit South Carolina and I stopped at a couple of the big, you know, truck stops, I am absolutely stunned at the 99.9% compliance at the, um, even the big, you know, rural truck stops that are packed, you know, cause they're, you know, they're, they're like, you know, they're mega, it's like a truck stop mall. You got, you know what I'm talking about, you know, you, got all the food, you know, the, the, the food um, vendors and the, you know, every type of uh, um, uh, every imaginable type of beef jerky you can have, you know, it's like a, a, a mall for beef jerky at these places. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so they're, 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 and they're packed and there's long lines at the coffee places and everything else on there on, on I-95 and everybody is masked up well, except me mm-hmm. and nobody's saying anywhere. You know, nobody says a word to me, Yeah, but 
I'm going, wow. And, and it was not like that a month and a half ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. This recent resurgence. And, you know, you know, I only, you know, um, uh, subject myself to a couple hours of NPR every day. Um, but um, I wasn't re I, I hadn't, I guess it just had not registered with me that even in the rural areas, how much they had ratcheted up the, the fear messaging over the last uh, few weeks since the new flu season has um, taken hold. And the, and of course now that COVID is the, the flu of the 2020, 2021 uh, season. So, now that there were now that we're dealing with that and and uh, all of the even places where there's not regulatory or executive order mandates yeah. people are people are i mean it's the entire trip down now i will tell you i hit georgia it it seemed to be a little bit more lax i made it i made a point of stopping in each state when i hit florida uh it seemed to be back up again which really really surprised me and then um w- when when I got here, my, uh, my daughter wanted me to make my, my world famous gumbo for her. So we went shopping on Saturday, uh, went to the Publix just a, a mile or so from her place. And, um, when we walked into the Publix here in Florida, where there is no mandate, at least there's not a state mandate. Though. No, there's not. DeSantis, the governor is actually a really right. good, really good guy. And, um, it was 100% minus me compliance in the publics. Um, and that was re- irregardless of, did I say irregardless? Yeah, Sorry. It's actually a word now. I know it is. I, I was just going to say it's a word now. So, you know, like me. So irregardless of the fact that, um, uh, or, or whether they were, you know, 20 years old or, you know, 45 or 60 or whatever, um, Everybody was masked up, and I just was stunned by that. And then um, last night, man, I, I, I decided to go down and, and spend a couple hours working where we're going to have the meeting tonight at uh, King Corona um, Cigar and Cafe, a really nice Cuban cafe place, and has all of your favorite adult beverages. And, uh, and if you decide to partake in, in the... Um, the sacred leaf uh, that that will be available tonight as well. So I went down there to work for a couple hours and I, uh, the place was mostly empty. There was, you know, there, while I was there for the couple hours there, there were no more than four or five other patrons in, in a fairly, you know, large facility. Uh, they had three staff members there. None of the staff members were masked at all. None of the patrons were masked until about, an hour into my visit there, a young man, probably 30 ish years old. He comes and he sets down straight across from me on a high top table. He's about 20, 25 feet from me facing me. I mean, he's looking straight at me sitting on his high top table. He's got, um, has beer. He's got cigar. He's got his laptop. He's working as well. He orders a sandwich and he's just, and I'm not paying attention to him. He's just straight across. I've got my laptop going. He's got his laptop going. We're minding our own business, doing our own thing. The only thing that was recognizable about this guy is he was 32 to 35, somewhere in there. Very, very well-built uh, young man, obviously a gym rat um, and uh, very healthy. And uh, all of a sudden, just because of the movement over the top of my laptop, I noticed that he was getting up. He stood up and so my eyes, you know, looked up 
and I caught him as he stood up and he strapped his mask on uh, and then walked 20 feet the other direction to go to the restroom. And then he came back to the table and I, now I'm just staring at him and he sits down at the table and he takes his mask off and sets it down to the side and proceeds with his and, and now at this point he notices that I'm looking at him and I'm just, I'm like, I just, I couldn't help it. I just shook my head and wow, like that. And he had to know what I was thinking because nobody in there was masked. There was no need to even make an effort to social distance. It was a Monday night. The place was basically empty. None of the staff is masked, but he himself at a 99.9998% chance at his health and his um, uh, age of survivability felt it necessary to mask up, you know, and, to, and walking away from his beer and his cigar <laughs> to mask up to go to the restroom and not even walk past a single soul in order to do that's that. Amazing. But that's how programmed, that's how programmed they are right now. And, um, uh, you know, so that's, the beginning of my observations on this trip. Let's just say that uh, they will intensify after tonight. And we see what's going to happen as we meet in, in groups, whether large or small, and uh, we're going to get some video and we're going to get some uh, photos. And uh, hopefully I, I may even get some interviews. Um, not be great, man. Yeah. With some of, with some of our long-term followers, I, I especially would like to do that. And uh, as always, and as I always say, I learn more from our followers, our readers than I do from any other uh, sources because these are grassroots uh, Americans. These are patriots that are living life every single day in the middle of all these circumstances right now. And I get so much more into my inboxes, uh, you know, the, my private, uh, message boxes, the comment threads. I learn more from those sources than I ever do from any of the mainstream or even alternate, you know, pro yeah, yeah. I get news, I get information, I get certain details, but I get real life from the people that we interact with every day. And so I'm really looking forward to, you know, as they say, pressing, pressing the flesh is what they would normally say. But I guess in these socially distanced times, we'll be elbow bumping or whatever, whatever we're allowed to do. Whatever. Yeah. That's great, man. I'm excited. I wish I was there. That's one of my favorite areas. Um, hey, you moved away. I, you I moved I, from here. I know. I just moved from there, and I'm 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 both sad and and happy at the same. And your time. family is actually one of the founders of the Ebor. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those of you that are going to be going there tonight, um, my my great grandparents emigrated from Sicily. And uh, their names are on the, the statue there, city center down in Ybor City, and they helped found the city. My my grandfather was on uh, Tampa, one of the initial Tampa City Councils, actually. You can and you can pronounce their name. Yeah, Giuseppe and Gaetana Diarpa. Yeah, okay. so they're they're under the D. It's all alphabetical. So when you get to the D section, you'll see Diarpa, and it's Giuseppe and Gaetana. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and my name is Scott Law, which is entirely you know I'm an entirely a paisan, right? But right, right, Giuseppe. Right. Diarpa, which, you know, is unmistakably Italian. Right, right. So, well, but anyway, I, I, uh, I'm excited. Again, I wish I could be there. And I really hope that you guys, uh, everyone that attends can celebrate your freedoms that you have, talk about it, get to know one another. I'm looking forward to photos and video um, and disseminating that to the three people that will be reached. Um, 
uh, over the next 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. With our content. Exactly. Yeah, and and uh, you know we don't need to we don't need to spend time today because we we have a lot to do. Um, I, you know, I like to go through. I love it when you go through some of the um, more recent posts and comments and things of that nature. But uh, uh, we don't need to do that today, as I need to get uh, prepared for what I'm yeah, going for to tonight. Be yeah, tonight we can pick up maybe tomorrow, and we can we can talk more about the articles. How does that sound? And you, you've got to give me a couple of technology lessons today, too, by the way. To help you oh, do I? Yeah. For tonight? Yeah, you remembered that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is that, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, can do. And I can get this posted um, to our podcast, and we can get this going. So, uh, again, I'm excited. I wish I was there. Uh, have a blast tonight. And, um, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we shall. I, you know, I feel like I need to say something intelligent or, um, you know, um, revelatory or uh, groundbreaking here before we close out this uh, particular podcast. And there's really not anything out there <clears throat> to say other than we're still waiting on uh, the final election results. There are legal challenges happening. I refuse to comment on some of the things that I've been that I am being sent on a daily basis from our readers. Some of it is incredibly interesting. Some of it is incredibly compelling. Some of the yep. some of the information that is being sent to me and disseminated is uh, coming from unbelievably credible sources. Correct, but, but it is still out there, man. It is still way out there. And I am not ready to cover. Now, if you want to, I'm not going to put it in writing. I'm not going to um, uh, do it on this podcast yet. And, I, and, and, and these guys that are, that are, that I find, in, you know, uh, very credible, they're, they're podcasting this information and they're writing this information, they're publishing this information and they're getting deplatformed every single day for so doing. So I'm just going to wait. That doesn't mean that I'm, I'm afraid or that I'm scared. If we want to talk about it tonight, talk about it in Pensacola on Thursday. We want to yeah, talk and about I expect, it. I expect it's going to come up. I mean, it's going to come up from everyone because the reality is that there's a lot of smoke and yeah. you know, is it fog or is it actually coming from a source of, of fire? You know, I, I, it, it right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I, to, to, to be honest with you, Scott, I am, I am, uh, I'm excited at the possibility that some of these things are really true and that they are going to, they are going to come out in court. I really, I'm I, excited I, too. Yeah. And I hate to even admit this, that I'm also excited about the consequences of this coming out because um, if there are negative consequences to the extent of cities burning, being looted, blood in the streets, that in itself is going to rattle us into a new place. Now it'll take us one way or the other, you know, it will, we'll come under more bondage or we'll, we'll uh, reach out and uh, regrasp and retake our, our freedom back uh, to a certain extent. If, if um, uh, certain things go certain ways that I'm hearing about in certain places from certain people, I'll just say that right now. But having said that, uh, I'm, I'm equally excited to see what's going to happen or maybe excited is not the right word. I am very, 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 very uh, compelled to watch 
closely what happens if this final count or a Supreme Court, a Supreme Court ruling doesn't go the way of the Trumpites. I'm, ex I'm very interested to see what those 72 to 80 million Americans who voted and now believe that this was stolen from them, how they're going to respond. We know how the left is going to respond if the courts go Trump's way. We already know. They've already shown us this year. They have demonstrated to us implicitly the way they're going to respond. We know exactly what they're going to do. We've already dealt with it in all these major cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be that times 10. But if it doesn't go the way of the Trumpites, how's that crowd going to respond? Because as a general rule, that crowd respects private property, has no intention of burning down government buildings, has no intention of looting their neighborhood stores. What they're going to do is they're going to wake up the morning after and they're going to go to work because that's what they do. So the question is, how are they going to respond? And that's what is most compelling to me. So we're going to wait and see. So I'm going to talk about this as, as it unfolds. And uh, I'm going to be on the road long enough on this particular trip that a whole bunch of it is supposed to unfold. Uh, we have, you know, we have some hard, we have some hard dates coming up. Yeah, we have, the elector, the elector, uh, that's electoral the 14th. College. Isn't it the 14th? Electoral 14th. College? Yeah. And, and I am hearing that uh, there's going to be a very specific hardcore uh, presentations that will be taking place after that, because even after the, uh, um, the electoral college convenes and casts their votes, there's still nothing that can't be overturned by the courts. I mean, there, there's precedent, I think of, uh, one particular Senate race that was overturned two years after, you know, it was, it was validated by the, you know, their state board and such as that. So, uh, I mean, obviously, if there's a crime and there's fraud, it can be overturned at any time once crime and fraud is proven. So, um, there, so there, there, are, there are some specific target dates to, worth watching, but there are no hard dates with regards to the legalities. Uh, and the only, hard, the only hard date will be the day that Supreme Court either says we're not going to hear this because there's not enough evidence or they take it and either reject it or rule, you know, one way or the other, and we see what happens. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to be out on the road as all of this is taking place. So the more that comes down, the more I'll be willing to talk about it, the more I'll be willing to write about it, the more that possibly you and I can cover uh, from wherever I'm at, you know, um, as, as we're doing this thing. In the meantime, as we've already said, uh, please go jump off of Facebook. You can stay there like me, but jump off. Uh, over at MeWe and or Parlor, we're there. Uh, subscribe to this channel on YouTube. Go to um, uh, where else are we these days? Oh, are all the podcast links. So if you're a if you're an audio podcast person and video is not your thing, yeah. we're on all the major platforms now, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you can listen to it in your car. Yeah, your phone. Uh, if you're in transit, or you know what, Ugh, my. My wife loves to listen to podcasts while she's uh, while she's 
making dinner or uh, cleaning the kitchen or doing something. Not that she I'll does do all the time, just, you know, but she listens to it and um, my daughters do as well. And I do. So yeah, tune in. Um, and we hope, we hope we're going to be, you know, entertaining to you because uh, you know, this, this, there's a lot of scintillating things going on around us and um, we have a lot of, a lot of good thoughts to share and Steve does in written form. And unfortunately not, not everyone's getting access to it. So we'll keep pushing all the buttons and all the different platforms and hopefully that we can connect with people who care about freedom and care about liberty. And I'm going to uh, close out by pointing out here, my daughter's extensive vinyl collection. Of course, that's not all of them, but uh, you know, she's very, she's very, very proud of her vinyl collection. Nice. And uh, I'm very, very proud of her vinyl collection because it's actually <laughs> good music. It's not crap. Um, uh, yeah. That's yeah. great. I, I'm, I'm actually you know, Todd Rundgren on the wall there, so you know, you know, she's uh, she's hip. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, have a blast tonight, and um, uh, we'll pick this up again soon. Yes, we shall. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. Take care.